0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, this is Danny Brown with The Deal. Today's episode, Iverby Day Camp, the founders, two brothers, great guys, Mark and Brent Weiss, local Beverlywood Chevy kids that I grew up with, uh, played ball together with Mark. He was a star at Hamilton High, pitcher who used to just blow cheese, played college with him as well uh, in summer league. He, He went on to play pro ball. We battled at Rancho Park in softball league for about 10 years, so we have a lot of history. Brent, fantastic guy. They're both over at Willow's School. They're educators. They've created this business that's just blown up. It's the best day camp in Los Angeles area, and we're going to get into what it takes to build and run a camp. You can always find these guys at Iverby Day Camp on Instagram, Iverby Day Camp, and look forward to talking to you guys soon. Please support us. Leave a five-star review if you like what you hear and a comment. Please, 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 please. Each one counts so much and hope you're enjoying the content. We're going to get into it quickly with Mark and Brent Weiss of Iverby Day Camp. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Deal with Danny Brown. I got two of my good buddies here, Brent and Mark Weiss. How are you guys? Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Great to be here. Yes, two handsome young guapo gentlemen. So, you guys are the founder of Iverbee Summer Camp. I'm here to tell the story of Iverbee. My kids go there, a lot of their friends go there. It's the biggest, best day camp in LA. Um, Before we get into that story, I have a lot of history and context that I can go over. You guys are Beverlywood, Chevy Hills kids. For those that grew up in LA, it's a very specific vibe. Uh, We all played at Rancho Park together. I have a lot of crossover friends. Mark and I were actually rivals in high school. He was throwing P-Rods. He was throwing like 90, 92 in high school. But when he came to uni, he got rocked. But he was throwing no hitters everywhere else in the Western League. But when you came to U-Town, we put it on him. But Mark could throw gas. Uh, We played in college together, had a summer in college. We had a blast together. And then uh, we started, became rivals again later in life at softball. We had some fierce softball rivalries with your dad, who's an awesome dude. Uh, Say hi to him. Uh, So there's been a lot of crossover. You want to tell us a little bit about Westside Moose, Brent, and how uh, how we battled for the L.A. championship? So uh, I was the young kid.
1: These are, you know, you guys are the old men here, and I was the young little right. brother uh, heading out to Rancho. And 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 when I first met Danny, he was the hot corner, uh, uh, holding down third base on the West Side team. Always classy, always never, ne- never really, uh, you know. He, I looked up to the guy. I really looked up to you, Danny, and uh, and that's how I met you. Is is uh but the basers definitely. Had some deep battles with Westside, for sure. Yeah,
0: there was some legendary battles there. I think, like, there was, like, a 10-year period where everyone on the teams were, like, college, pro, good high school players, so we battled it out. So, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about your sports background before we get into the Ivory story? Obviously, sports had a big influence on who you were growing up. You ended up being a, you know, baseball pitching star and played college and pro. So why don't you give us sort of the quick... The quick rundown before we get into the Iverby story. Got it, got it. Well, like you said, I did grow up in Beverlywood,
2: Rancho Park. That was my life. That was my second home. Grew up, had a great time. Ended up going to Hamilton High School where we were rivals with uni. Obviously, yes, we get the the better of us, but, you know, it happens. It's okay. Uh, Got to play college ball my first couple years at Cal State LA. Uh, And then that transition after my sophomore year to my junior year, we got to play together in the summer in a great little summer league. That was fun. Uh, went on to Cal Lutheran University in Thousand Oaks. Had an amazing year. My junior year was uh, fortunate to get drafted yeah. in 1994 and went on to play for the Reds for a couple of years. Reds. I had a great time, great experience. Uh, didn't last as long as I wanted it to, but was pretty realistic and realized uh, it's time to move on to reality. And that's where it all started with teaching and getting into Iverby and
0: so before we get there into teaching now. ivory where were you in the minor leagues where did they put you where was so I, my first year i was
2: in billings montana so nice good for the billings, kid in virginia. billings montana it was amazing uh too bad my fake id was also from montana so uh <laughs> that was tough trying to pass that thank god i turned 21 that summer uh and then the next year i went to spring training went to charleston west virginia and then the third year was the year i started actually in double a with uh with Chattanooga and then oh, yeah, they have uh, the cool didn't work to get out the, the lookouts, uh, lookouts and ended up getting released that year by the Reds and then was going to sign with a couple other teams, but was, like I said, pretty realistic and got to live out my dreams since day right. one. I wanted to be a professional baseball player, but being there and seeing the business side of it was very different, very discouraging, especially when it was the only time I've ever gotten fired from anything in my life uh, yeah. to this day. So uh, decided to move on. I had an opportunity to go teach, uh, at the Willows, which was starting out. And I took that instead of, you know, pursuing my career.
0: Yeah. So now you've been at Willows. A, how long? 20 years? I've been at
2: Willows now 25 years. And, uh, and we, what since got, I think 96 or 97 yeah. and then, uh, started, uh, and then started Iverby in 2004.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, you—I got jammed in high school and college by you a few times. I, my hands were ringing. You were bringing <laughs> the heat, baby, You're bringing the heat. But I did hit a couple bombs, know. Brent. Don't you
1: forget. I went Tried, try being his, try being his younger brother, and you know he was six and a half years older than me, so I was ten years oh, old and he was sixteen. And he,
0: throwing gas, and he would
1: throw that right to me. <laughs> let me tell you.
0: Yeah, that's not fun. All right, so let's get into this Bee camp. It's an amazing, amazing day camp, incredible. You guys are obviously the faces of the brand, the founders. Tell me about how it started, how it's developed, where it where it stands today. Sort of either of you want to jump in and kind of. Give, give us all the Ivorby story for those that don't know it.
1: Uh, you know, I like to jump in and just say, you know, Ivorby, Mark and I grew up at Rancho Park in Cheviot Hills. Yep. We went to summer camp. We played sports there. And, and I like to use the word old school. It was old school feel. Kids would r- go to the park on their bikes. Parents weren't really around as much. It was a different era. Kids would go to camp and have a great time. And we all knew that the parents knew we were safe at Rancho. They knew that we were safe and we were having fun. When Mark and I grew up, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to become a professional camp counselor. You know, that was my joke. You know, I'm going to be a professional camp counselor. And that joke became a reality, you know, when Mark and I shook sure. hands and decided to, to do it. You know, Daryl Moss, yes. who ran who ran Cheviot, He was, you know, a big influence in us. And when we went to Cheviot, our parents knew we were happy. We were safe. We wanted to start the same thing. And we started very small at the Willows Community School um, with 20 kids in uh, in 2004. And we had 20 children. Mark was grilling hot dogs. I was throwing three flies up. We were playing flag games. It was old school. We were hands-on. We walked the walk. and, And 18 years later, we're doing the exact same model, just spreading the love and growing the community and making everybody feel a part of that old school fun vibe, which is somewhat diminishing throughout this
0: time. Yeah. Well, shout out to Daryl Moss and the rest of the basers and your dad some legends at uh, rancho park want to say that and he's got his own amazing camp right that he's a sleepaway camp is that right what daryl's done for the years? yeah daryl's
1: ran a sleepaway camp for the last 20 years right. and that's how i got started in in camps um, working at his sleepaway camp and working at cheviot hills um, as a counselor my brother was a counselor at cheviot hills yeah. Um, and then we decided that there wasn't really anything those camps were kind of diminishing the camps where the people who run it are hands-on the people who run it are there you know the city um it it just it changed and it's all about who's running the camp and who's there that's what we pride ourselves on are the counselors and the people who are with the kids not on their cell phones engaged playing and being old school not taking stuff too seriously we're not like a you're going to become a sushi chef at this camp or or we're not you know an engineer you know
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get it. You Do you guys? When I when I grew up, we had um, Olympic Boys Club on the uni campus with a guy that the, the founder Tom Anderson, who was just a fantastic yeah. mentor of a guy. He was a he also was an educator at uni and the head tennis coach. So we went for years, Dave Rabbits and I, Josh, with all the uni guys and you know a lot of the Cheviot guys too. Um, so I always now when I see what you guys are doing, I'm like, God, this seems like the 2.0, you know, the today's version of what that was and it is old school values old school fun safe and it's everything that kids don't get today and need to have and i think that's what makes it so special but clearly clearly the energy and the energy that drives it has to be the founders and it's a grind i i'm sure i can't expect but watching what you guys do and being responsible for everyone's children, you're both parents and very responsible parents. So I, I can imagine. So you started with 20 kids at Willows. Walk us through now what does the camp look like? I know you have multiple campuses. Of course, it's COVID, so it's a little different. But take COVID out of the equation. What did the camp look like? You know, pre-COVID. You know, today.
2: Uh, so, so like Brent said, we started with 20, 30 kids a day, one location uh and obviously not this past summer but the summer previous we now have three locations and about 700 kids a day throughout the summer we also do 700 in our regular day camps we also do a winter camp a spring camp and then also at the end of summer we have a soccer baseball and football camp Yeah. also during the summer during our regular camps we offer a four-week dance camp that kids love so we try to we try to make it a one-stop shop for everyone. So you can send your sporty boy or your sporty girl or your girly girl or your boy who doesn't like sports, who's more into gaming, stuff like that. We try to make it a variety and make it fun for everybody. So it's a one-stop shop for parents. Yeah. We started age 13, age three now, which is very rare for camps to take three-year-olds. So parents just enjoy being able to come to a place where they know Mark and Brent are going to be there overlooking their kids, making sure they're having the best time of their lives. And number one thing is making sure that they're safe and going home and having the best time of their lives. Yeah. So okay. but and I would, kids, you know, what we wanted to do was take the best of what we know and make it one. And that's where we came up with Iverbe.
1: And, and, and we, when we started this, we didn't realize it was going to be 800 children, 90 counselors, three locations. We just went day by day. And we went week by week and we said, whoever comes this week, we're going to make sure they have the best time. The thing is, is over the 18 years, when you make those connections with kids, those kids come back and become junior counselors. They become assistant counselors. Then they're going to college and they want a summer job. So they come back as a summer job. So I've known, Mark and I have known 60, 70 staff members since they were seven years old. Danny, your, t- your, t- your three kids are going to be counselors that I ever be one day. Yes. Yes. They you know, really. Georgie's already, is a you know, he's already running the show over there. Yeah, I so, so, you know, and, and that's really the beautiful part about the, of our job is that, is that we made sure that we, we made strong connections. So when we're managing 90 different people in three locations, it's family, it's people we've known, you know, they ask, "Do you do background checks?" I go, "Yeah, I, I give you a background check. I've i known him since he was three years old." Yeah. You know, and 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 how good is that? So that's the feel. And the other thing is, is right now everybody's going into one sport. They're they're taking their seven year old kid and making him a baseball all travel, year round.
0: All the travel teams, yeah.
1: Yeah, the travel teams and the and the club teams and and what we're what we're keeping alive in the summer is that you play all different sports in the summer at our camp. You play all different games. Even though you're a baseball player, you're gonna come and goof around and bottle flip and do different flag games and have a watermelon eating contest and maybe get hit by a super soaker at 2 p.m. by another, you know, group of kids. That's what our camp's about, is just keeping those, protecting that childhood. Yeah,
0: well, you guys certainly are the soul of the camp and you feel it when you're there. It's warm, it's soulful, it's grounded, there's good old-fashioned values. It's where as a parent you would want your kids to be and uh, you know so thank you guys for creating that environment. That said, you're now running a really big operation and it's unique in the sense that you have people's children and you're responsible for their safety so that creates a whole Different level of issues, pressure, liability, but again, this is a now it's a real operation. It's a real business. This isn't a fly-by-day situation. So, talk to me about the challenges of running this type of business, the liabilities, the ups and downs.
2: Got it. So, I mean, I can speak on that. Look, it it has definitely gotten difficult. It's definitely gotten difficult over the times because we have grown so big. Uh, but I think the number one thing for our success is being present. What I always tell my brother is, the counselors are gonna work harder when you're present. The kids are gonna have more fun when the counselors are working harder, making sure they're attentive, making sure they're having fun. Being present, making sure, look, as big as Iverbe gets, I want to say that 95 to 100% of the parents know who Mark and Brent are. They know who they're dropping their kids off with Mark and Brent. Mark and Brent aren't at a remote time calling it. Yeah, and our directors, we've hired amazing staff who care about the kids, who really care about the kids. But they know when they drop the kids off, they're gonna be with Mark and Brent. Mark and Brent are gonna make sure they're there all day, making sure our kids are safe and having a good time. You know, the challenges we've had, there really honestly haven't been many because we've always been true to ourselves and making sure that we want to put out the best product. You know, everyone always talks about, to us about competition. Oh, you worry they're opening a new location. The other camp's doing this. And to me, our only competition is ourselves. If we have a great product, there's so many kids in this town and so many camps. I want all camps and everyone to be successful. Yeah. It's not just about us. There's plenty of spaces. Look, we're, we've been full every summer for the past 10 to 12 years. Wow. Every single wow. summer we're turning families away every day. So our thing is keep it right, don't get too big to where we lose what we're really about and just make it the best camp in the city and make sure we're
0: there every single day. So right now you're, you're at Willow's, the, the original campus, is it Palisades High and Westchester High?
2: Correct. No, so Willows, Palisades High School, and then a school called St. Anastasia, right next to Westchester High School. Okay, so, so those, those are our three, three locations campuses. right now.
0: And what do you see moving forward? Is that the sweet spot, having three, or is it just organically take a life of its own and you don't know because it can expand? It can. What is the plan for the next five years of Iberby? Well, if you ask me
2: it's a different answer, if you ask Brenda, it's a different answer. I like keeping it how it is. I like three locations. I like the idea of growing what we have now. You know, you have to understand, we also have full-time jobs working at the Willows during the year. So it's not like we have time to work on this year round. This is our summer business. And then we have full-time jobs. We're Brent's a kindergarten teacher. I'm the athletic director at the Willows. So it's a lot of time. I like to perfect what we're doing now. If an opportunity comes up, in the valley or something like that i'll take a look and see look it's going to happen organically i'm not out seeking for new locations yeah i want to make what we have the best rather than expanding and sort of diluting our what we do and you know
1: what mark said was is you're going to get a different answer from him and a different answer from me and that's the beauty about working with my brother is that I have a partner and my partner is quite honestly, very opposite than I am. That's good. You know, we yeah, have yeah, funny stories backwards. of when we started Iverby, you know, Mark, we'd be in Costco and he'd be going down the aisle way, and I'd be throwing, throwing in otter pops and dino nuggets and I'd be grabbing all the pool noodles and I'd have like three carts full and Mark's the businessman. And you know, he's like, hold on, Brent, you know, we don't need 600 dino nuggets. There's 20 kids in our camp. You know, I was, you know, I was, I'm that kind of person at the camp. I want to just have everybody go off. And Mark is my balance. It's all about that balance in our partnership. And we have Bobby, our best friend who runs the camp and Braulio and Paul, the relationships that we've created um, have been able to help us expand. So if we create these strong relationships, we can expand and we can share this model and grow. Um, But I think that partnership that we have, um, we always kind of go at it and battle and then we compromise in the end. And luckily, you know, I couldn't do this on my own. My brother, you know, he might say he could, but I don't know if he could do this on his own. (laughs) He's got to give his younger brother some credit. And, and we all bring something to the table. So I do want to spread this to after-school uh, programs. I want to spread this to um, maybe a couple more camps and just make sure that we keep this, you know, fun, loving, caring, connected, sports, games, arts and crafts, any type of kid, just come and know that if bee's running it, you're going to have a good philosophy. And I, I do want to grow because... I am a kindergarten teacher and I've been one for 17 years and you know, I'm very dedicated to being a kindergarten teacher, but you know, am I going to be a 50 year old kindergarten teacher, a 60 year old kindergarten teacher? What, what can I do with I ever
0: be, but you know, working with kids is our passion. Yeah. Well, some really good points that I want to drill down on one being, you know, if you expand and you've already expanded from 20 to seven or 800 kids, the authenticity of each camp environment is crucial. And you guys infusing your heart and soul and minds into each location uh, is important. Otherwise it breaks down and it's not the same experience. It's not a 100% I And I imagine the people are, are the solution to that. The people you bring on, the, the people that are running the camps with you. And each and even the counselors and the fact that people grew up and know you know you know, older brothers or you know sibling it, it, there's so much of that true family community it, it's really special so that was yeah. one point i'm taking the other point which is a big theme when we talk about building big businesses is partnerships and why they're so valuable and the ability to balance ideas and have different viewpoints and to challenge each other and how critical that is and you know, uh, look, I don't know what you guys do in your boardrooms or your war rooms, but from the outside, Brent, there's always the upbeat, jolly, fun guy, Uncle Uncle Fun, singing and dancing and goofing off and making the kids laugh and crack up. And Mark is always, like, intense, serious. It's the bottom of the ninth inning, and he's trying to shut shut down the game, game faces on. I mean, so just from the outside, the perception is, oh, yeah, that I've always said that the the personalities you guys are, are such different from the outs and behind closed doors it could be completely different but that i think that's a really important thing for successful businesses to have that balance and to challenge each other with different ideas so i, I you know i compliment you guys i mean that that's a really important Thank theme yeah. okay. well, i always say the reason we have 700 kids a day is because of brent
2: the reason we make money is because of mark <laughs> and, and <laughs>
1: And I always say the reason why we have 700 kids and we always say this, too, is is those connections you talked about, Danny. We fostered connections, true, real connections that people who work for us want to do everything for us because they care just as much about it as we do. Our best friend Bobby, he we couldn't our Palisades camp. We have 200 children over there and Mark and I would not feel comfortable if we didn't have Bobby there, sure. making sure that he's living the Ivorby way. And, and then all the kids there who I'm sorry, all the counselors there were our kids yeah. who went yeah. to Ivorby. So the training process, you know, training is huge, but they've been training their whole life to do this. Yeah. And then we've hired some really good outside people. Um, and, and just, you know, connected with really good people. And I think expansion, you can only expand if you really trust, you know, for, for us because we work with kids, this isn't selling things. This isn't, you know, we work with families, we work with children and and that's, you know, we need to have people there who we trust.
0: So anything you can share publicly about funny kid story situations nightmare parent situations. I mean, there's gotta be some stuff that goes on in a day camp of this size where you're just like, looking at HR going, did, th- did this really happen? I mean, I can't imagine. I know I've seen some funny stuff just dropping the kids off in the morning.
2: I mean, we have, I'm sure we have a ton of stories. We also want to be careful and keep our attendance at 7 the <laughs> day. So we wanna, uh, but you know, we deal with stuff every day, kids, parents. It's, I mean, you know, we're dealing with tons of families, different families from all walks of life every single day, and all these families are coming to the two of us. You know, whenever there's an issue or anything, bottom line, it comes down to us, too, that are having to deal with it and handle it every day. So yeah, the, the
1: the funny stories, I mean, you know, I can tell you this. When I was a counselor, okay, I was definitely not, not most likely to own or run the camp when I was a counselor. I was pulling pranks. You know, what I would do with my kids is I would go and I would have someone watch them and then I would go pick, pick up McDonald's. McDonald's. And I would come back to McDonald's with 30 chicken McNuggets for my group and, you know, all the sauces. And we would do a McDonald's taste test on the sauces. And so, you know, that's the guy, like, just really – funky, you know, one day I came to camp and I had all my shirt torn up and I told them I was being attacked by a Ouija and there's a Ouija running loose on the campus, you know, you know, that was my personality and the kids would light up and they would go, Ouija, and suddenly, you know, going to get them McDonald's out of the blue at 2 p.m. and going, hey, we're doing this sauce taste test, you know, this is old school stuff that, those are funny times that I remember working with my friends and we try to keep that same fun, loving environment for the counselors. I'm sure the counselors got a lot more good stories than we do. We don't necessarily get the good stories as much anymore, but, um, you know, just, just running the camp in general is just fun and doing something that you love. You know, I couldn't, I'm not a desk guy even being here in this podcast, sitting at my desk right now, you know, I, I got the attention span of a six-year-old and I'm ready to get up and start throwing a ball or doing something. And, and so having fun and pulling fun pranks yeah. but having respect for everybody you know i don't want to get anyone in trouble so i, I don't know if I, I can tell you the true
0: stories don't right, do yeah, it yeah i don't want to get you in trouble either uh you you might have to get to the tacos we'll get we'll get on the tacos topic in a second but uh we're still similar to Ivory. so mark let me ask you just as a business operator you know now you've done this 20 years and at a high level are knowing what you know now and what you've been through in this experience would you have done things differently are there any lessons that you wish you would have known then uh you know if somebody else was in your shoes starting a day camp is there advice you you would you know speak to that like the difference 20 years later now that you've done it all
2: To be honest i don't think i would do much differently i mean look you learn a lot of new things as you go along when i started i was a pe teacher i was a baseball player i wasn't a businessman i learned how to run a business as i went so there's definitely some hiccups here and there but to be honest we've had so much success there's really not much i would change the only thing that to be honest that i might change is i wish i would have actually started iverbee earlier you know i think i waited You know, not too long. You know, it ended up being the right timing. You know, I think I was 31 when I started Iverby. Uh, I wish I would have started earlier, but it turned out to be the right timing. Everything's worked out great. We've been very fortunate, very lucky uh, to have the success. So there's really not much I would change. I might have, you know, got a different kind of a different partner you know, instead of my brother, but uh, maybe uh, not
1: have given his partner as much of a percentage. Yeah. You
2: know, know I, I wish it would have sure worked winning. out of our deal then, but you know, it's worth it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When the IPO happens, everyone will be happy.
2: Correct. Correct. Can't <laughs> so wait let me, for that.
0: Let, let, let just, me switch topics here to the taco man, Brent. I, loved, I love a good taco. I've been following your taco desire, your taco show. But what's going on? It dropped off the map. Tell me your passion for tacos and where do we go get the best tacos in L.A.? Get, you know, let's let's have it here.
1: I'm an L.A. boy. I grew up in, in Beverly Wood, but my dad grew up in the hood in La Puente. And he's from Canada, but he, he grew up with a lot of Latinos out there. And, and my dad would take me. When I was eight years old down to Western, down to East L.A., he would take me to the raunchiest trucks in the world. When I was 10 years old, I was even questioning, dad, what are we doing here? What's going on? Why am I eating this shrimp cocktail out of a styrofoam cup? What are you pouring in at that red stuff? its it was just awkward. I felt weird. And my dad, it was like second nature to him. He started getting oysters. I was like, Dad, why don't we go get oysters in Beverly Hills? Like, why are we here in the middle of, you know, Western and wherever? And I'm pulling oysters off a truck. And he's like, just taste the oyster. All right? Just eat it. And I'm a foodie. Yeah. 10 years old. And I loved it. all of it. You're hooked. So I was hooked. I was hooked. And my dad basically took me down to King taco when King taco, Danny. Okay. You're a Dodger guy. Do you Remember when King taco was at Dodger stadium. I don't remember that. Okay.
0: It was in King, the taco. Stadium?
1: King taco was at the top floor of Dodger stadium and we had great seats, but I would leave my seat from the Dodger game to go up to the top floor of Dodger I'm stadium, kidding. just to get t- King taco. It would be a three inning, you know, adventure. You know, I missed half the game. But I would get the Al Pastor nachos, at King Taco, which is, you know, another one sitting and watching the Dodger game. And for someone to choose the nachos over a Dodger dog, that's a huge, you know, I actually had both. So Perfect. I was OK. But the best tacos in L.A. Give me a few. Um, uh, best tacos in L.A. Seafood is Marisco's, Jalisco's. They're in East L.A., but they actually have a truck now on School La Cienega School and School Sawyer on the west side right. um National and Sotell there's a truck Brothers Cousins
0: okay right
1: across the street from a great sushi restaurant called Hiko
0: yeah I'm I a love foodie. You know. I love Hiko and the and So
1: I go to Hiko I go to Brothers Cousins and get a few tacos <laughs> then I go to Hiko and have dinner or vice versa I might go to Hiko and then end with tacos but you know they also that's have the that good
0: korean barbecue in that right there and the yes, the,
1: the king the king is also there um and so you know another great taco mark and i grew up our whole lives we grew up in la went to castle heights palms and hamilton i grew up with a kid george campos went to kindergarten all the way to through 12th grade he owns campos tacos oh wow right wow. on robertson the hard shell chicken tacos with their with their uh, jalapeno salsa, hard shell chicken tacos at Campos. Um, and then you get into the places where the, you know, the street tacos is brother's cousins. This 1986 place, Tacos 1986 is a Tijuana style taco. Um, I could start talking tacos for a long time, Danny. So you might want to shut me down at any point. Uh. Um do you still Teddy's have your red your, your, taco? And, you still and, have your uh, uh, taco
0: blog, your Instagram
1: stuff? So, I'm a dad of two. I honestly, you're a phenomenon to me, Danny, because oh, we I think about this. I think you I got I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I got i I'm a kindergarten teacher, I run a camp. To do a taco blog, you know, I just somehow turn the camera on when I'm there once in a while. But most of the time, I just go eat tacos. You starting this podcast with you being the same thing, the dad, the real estate. I was so proud of you, and I loved listening to you. And you went for, you know, I appreciate that in you. You inspire me. Oh, that's kind. That's kind. But
2: if you do follow... Uh, him on instagram it's la taco guy and you can see some of his uh great clips and and recommendations throughout the city
0: la taco guy we need to get you your own show because it's so damn entertaining and those tacos look like the bomb so guys thank you for your time anything else before we wrap it up that you want to share anything that you think uh we didn't cover about iverby oh tell us about the iverby name everyone always wants to know how did you come up with that name
2: so it's a long story, but actually, I started uh, a company prior to the camps with my, one of my best friends. We we're going to do something. And me and him always had arguments. I was an Iverson guy. He was a Kobe guy. And we would always argue who's better, who's better. And it was always a big fight. And we, we ended up starting a company. And he actually came up with the name Iverby. It was Iverby or Coverson. We came up with Iverby. That didn't work out. And then, so it's a mixture of Iverson and Kobe. If you see, I have a picture. Uh, oh, there. there you go.
0: Look at that. I also, have, <laughs> I also see I Bird and Magic.
2: If you see the Iverbee tattoo right there. Oh,
0: man. That is Iverson and Kobe.
2: But, <laughs> so we started start. a company. So, when <laughs> I started, I wanted something new. I wanted something different. I wanted something that no one would know in the beginning, but one day everyone would know. And that's how we came up with the And
1: I think it's and, and I don't I don't like either of those players i I, I do respect Kobe uh, and I and I definitely respect Kobe and know that he's the greatest and and definitely honor Kobe as an athlete but i we grew up clipper fans Danny our whole life my dad was a sports arena uh clipper season ticket holder he he put us in misery we've Pain, been clippers Painful. <laughs> painful Clippers Raiders. Uh, Dodgers. At least we got the Dodgers. The Raiders have been struggling, uh, and so we're Clipper fans our whole life, and we weren't Laker fans. We didn't. We weren't the show. We we loved the Showtime Lakers back in the day, yeah. but the but the new run. You know, I I even liked them when they had Nick Van and Eddie Jones, but once they started oh, with God. all the glitz and glamour of Shaq and Kobe and Phil, and how, I w- I'm a Clipper guy. Gotcha. So. I I changed Iverby and I would tell people, oh, it's the preschool I went to, you know, where I really fostered those wonderful memories. You know, I didn't want to tell them the Iverby whole thing, you know, some stuff going on. I I, did, I say the verb in the middle is a verb. So action and I and B. I got <laughs> a hilarious. lot of uh, a lot of reasons for Iverby. Oh, there's but, a uh,
0: lot of mystery around it. It has a lot of connotations. Well, thanks, guys. So, Mark. What's, what do you think about the Dodgers? What is your prediction here? We're in the World Series. It's 1-1. It's tough. Uh, I'm not happy with
2: the pitching, pitching decisions they went with last night. I, I didn't, didn't understand it. I know they wanted to give some guys some rest, but i say Dodgers in six. I think that lineup is from top to bottom. is and, and especially having the advantage of the DH now, I just think, you know, the Rays are good and they have great starting pitching. And it seems like everyone throws 100 miles per hour I nowadays. Know. I uh, mean, I thought I threw hard. But, man, these guys throw 100 miles per hour. So I say Dodgers in six. Uh, I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a hopeful. And it's about time. You know, it's about time.
0: Well, you heard it here, Dodgers in six. Brent and Mark Wheat's Iverby story. Love it. Thank you guys for hanging and talking smack and giving me the breakdown. Hope to see you guys soon. Hope the camp gets open soon because the kids are dying to get back to camp. We will, we will have camp this summer. In one way or another, we will have camp. I hope so. All right, guys, be safe. Good to see you, man. Thanks, Danny. Danny thank, you thank you so much. much Danny. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys for tuning into to The Deal with Danny Brown. Please leave us a five star review if you like what you heard. Comment either YouTube, uh, Apple, wherever you listen to it. You can always find us at The Deal Pod on Instagram, TheDealPod.com. Tune in for more episodes. We really appreciate Mark and Brent coming in and chopping it up talking some smack about the old uni Hamilton baseball days but anyway thanks a lot talk to you guys soon bye am what am today life for the next